Welcome to the South Road Boys. I love the South Road Boys. Have I mentioned that? I'm a big fan of the South Road Boys. Yeah, they're actually getting really popular now too. Oh, they're huge. <laughs> <laughs> the SRB is on. And it's gonna and you know what? If they actually make it to the internet, it's gonna go bundo oh, crazy. Statistically, it's gotta improve numbers. <laughs> statistically. It's uh I think viral is the word. Viral, and it's not yes. And it's not the sort of virus you can, you know, go to the doctor and, you know, take some medicine for. I don't think you'd actually want to go and say to someone else, um, I've been listening to the South Road Boys. Um, <laughs> I don't think there's a cure for that. And and, and I've gone viral. I've got, to, um, I've got to open this one up, actually, with a bit of excitement from last night. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, go. And you, you, you'll be very happy about this. I got a little bit excited. So I went around to did my lovely girlfriends. Get, did you find the yeah. laid? I am 44, Matt. I got laid four years ago. It's fine. I've lost the V. I've lost it. Gone. So proud of myself. I told mum she was happy. Um, <laughs> and, and then I showed her the video, and then she wasn't so happy anymore. Oh, Troy. Right up. So, other than that, last night, so I went around to my uh, lovely girlfriend's place, around Jazz's house. and Jazz, uh, Jazzy Jazz. Yeah, she was cooking a lovely um, curried chicken. Beautiful. It's actually my favorite meal at the moment. Love it. And I thought, geez, a nice cold beer would be nice. Mm -hmm. It was a bit of a warmish night for Tasmania. It was just nice and humid. Uh, None in the fridge, though. So we said, oh, okay, we'll scoot down the bottle shop real quick, grab a couple of drinks, come back. It's like five minutes' drive. It's all good. So we go in, and I'm thinking, I wanted something a little bit different. So I got some... um, some CC and dry, that's not, not too cokey, not too sugary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I thought, okay, what's something I haven't tried before? And... <laughs> Jack Daniels and orange juice. No, <laughs> I haven't tried that. Actually, no, I haven't tried that. I've tried scotch and orange juice. It doesn't work. It's good. Um, JD and orange juice. It, it works. Yeah, I can't imagine how. Why would that work? I, it's, it's the high, I think it's the whole sweet, sour um, sort of, Sort of thing. Why does sweet and sour work? I don't know. Because it's Chinese. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, so we go to the bottle shop. I'm up for something different. I've got my CC dry. I'm thinking, what have I got? Something I haven't tried. And I look in the fridge and it's like, it's like there was a godlike hum that came out when I looked in the fridge. Yeah, like the angels were singing to me. Like Gabriel had come down upon heaven on earth and walked amongst (laughs) you and said, Troy, I have a mission for you. It was nearly that special. So I've looked in the fridge, I've seen the bottle, and I've gone, wow, will I do it? Uh, It was a Stone's Ginger product. (laughs) Exactly, that's the reaction I had initially. But it was called Ginger Joe. <laughs> so you had ginger Joe in your mouth. Was seven dollars <laughs> for a five hundred ml bottle. That sounds about right. And I'm thinking, why not? I can do seven dollars fifty for half a liter. Half a liter of ginger Joe. Still making quality product. Um, is so that, is that a mix though, or is that just the booze? It, it was a mix. It was basically oh. a, um, it was a. 
I suppose, a ginger beer and stones, ginger, whatever mix. I don't know the fangdangled technology of making alcoholic mixes. Right. But anyway. I just drink it, y'all. So I give it a run. And I must admit, first mouthful, I'm thinking, oh, the memory of stones isn't too bad. Yeah. Um, I only got through half the bottle. I couldn't finish it. It was just too much. <laughs> half, a, do it. half a liter of anything is quite a lot. You have to be a big fan of ginger, and it's got to taste a whole lot not, not like Stoney's. Yeah, and I just, man, I tried. I tried really well, and I tried really in your name. Thanks, buddy. Uh, but unfortunately, not even the power of Ginger Joe was enough <laughs> to get me through half a litre of a Stone's mixer. I can't. I still can't look at a bottle of that without, without feeling just this... Convulsion? Well, just a burning in the back of my throat <laughs> where I, I, I just have this wave of, of nausea as I am half-tanked, 17 years old, dragging myself up the 16 houses from your place to my place and working out, <laughs> oh, which particular house haven't I thrown up on in their front lawn yet? Oh, this one will do. And the interesting thing about Stoney's ginger, whatever it is, is it actually is worse on the way back up than what it oh. was on the... And it just has this burning in the back of your nose. It's a violent drink. It... Well, I... Look, I get why we drank it the first time. I don't... <laughs> it is still beyond me why we went back and had more. It can't it's have... It can't... No, it can't <laughs> have been that cheap. Oh, it's pretty cheap. <laughs> But, I mean, I don't even remember. It must have been like a dollar, because quite frankly, it was. Uh, it was more than that, but it was it was pretty good value for what it was. But yeah, we're pretty game. Oh, it was not pleasant though. Oh, oh, to be young and no money and needing or wanting to get pissed. What do you do? You just drink. I reckon we probably would have been better off on metho and milk. I don't reckon we stayed on it long, though, did we? Oh, I mean, we didn't really give it much of a run. I hope not. Mind you, speaking of metho and milk, I have, um, I won't name names, a relative <laughs> who has a relative of theirs, uh, so the, who used to sit out the front of the pub and drink metho and milk in the mornings before the pub opened. And the reason for the milk was so it didn't burn so much. Oh. He died an early death, no surprises. We used to, um, <laughs> there's no method to his madness. <laughs> he, he, did, he, he, he did, his wife didn't get pregnant because they had the, the, <laughs> the rhythm method. <laughs> Well, back in the old um, early hardware days of working um, in one of the local establishments, there was a guy who used to come in and also buy metho to drink. And his wife would call us when she knew he was on the way and say, Joe Bloggs is on his way to get this metho. And we would take all of it off the shelf and put it out the back. And when he turned up every time, we'd say, oh, sorry, dude, we just haven't got any at the moment. That would have been in Penguin? And he'd go, yep. And then we'd put it back on again. Hmm. Wow. Well, I suppose there's no real law against selling four, no. four litres of meth. Did he just go for Terps then? 
no, no, he wouldn't. There was no secondary. <laughs> so Terps would be like the Stones ginger wine. <laughs> You'd be better off going past paint and getting yourself some, you know, some metallic silver and just chroming your way home. Well, this is probably pre-chroming. Chroming probably wasn't even a thing at that stage. Oh, I reckon pretty much 10 minutes after someone invented the aerosol and started spray painting and realised, I got a bit of a buzz on. They they worked out reasonably quickly that you could you could huff from that. It's not something I really ever wanted to try, I must say. And especially there is that telltale sign of all the paint around your mouth and nose. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like something you can do on the sneaky. Like alcoholics can have the like the occasional little vodka and whatever, and it doesn't really smell or whatever. But when you're huffing paint. And you've got a ring of silver around your mouth. You've either blown a spaceman or you're up in paint in, <laughs> your lunch, were, in your lunch break. Do you reckon there were parents back then that actually said, um, why can't you just do graffiti like all the normal children? <laughs> <laughs> Troy? Troy? <laughs> Ivan? Troy's up in paint again. <laughs> actually, um... I know people would ever realise this, but your your actually impersonation of my mother is really not very close. But for the basis of this, oh it's fine. Troy, because <laughs> you're laughing so much because it's not that accurate. <laughs> oh Troy, yeah, no, there's a bit of work to do there. There, oh, mind you, I haven't heard Mel rip out of Troy for a while, so. I'll have to make a point. Maybe you could get her to record it for me and set it as my mobile phone ringtone. <laughs> oh, Troy! They, they still do happen. They come out occasionally. doesn't matter how old you get. Your, your mum will still do exactly what she did when you were 10. Well, if you're continuing to do what you're doing as you were 10, that's probably <laughs> going to continue to happen. <laughs> oh. uh. Now, speaking of all things Tasmanian... Fantastic. I love Tasmania. Oh, I do too. And it is my island home. <laughs> wow. Now, I'm not going to start singing that song. No, but right. Bone to pick with Tassie. And in oh. particular Devonport. Over oh. here on the over here on the mainland, I still read the local or rag. Just as, as we call it, overseas. <laughs> uh, overseas. Really, does anyone in Australia or Tasmania call it overseas other than to try and be ironic? Oh, I'm going on an overseas holiday, Melbourne. <laughs> like, like no one's ever heard that joke. But here we go. Like, we call it the mainland. What a mainland called Tasmania? You call it Tassie. Why don't they call it um Tassie. not so mainland or um what's the opposite of Maine? Lesser. <laughs> Lesser land. Se- secondary land. <laughs> but I think I think I think you'll find anyone who comes from a a collective group of islands. Like I don't think it's I don't think it's just what do people in bloody King Island call Tassie? Is that the mainland? No. Oh, that's really interesting. They'd have to No, call they'd it. have to. Because they've got the mainland also north. Yeah. Tasmania's south. No, I don't know. But what about your kangaroo islands and stuff like that? They're like Australia's got heaps of islands around it. So I think most of them would call the largest one, the largest continental island, the mainland. Well, King Island should be, I mean, that should be special because it's a king. The other one was just the marsupial. We don't give a shit about that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, your point about Devonport. Devonport. Cancelling the fucking show. 
cancelling the fucking what show? Devonport show. Oh, the actual the show. Do you not, not like a performance at the Devonport Entertainment Centre <laughs> <laughs> where Daryl and his dog rock up? <laughs> no, the Devonport Agricultural Society. I have, know have cancelled this year's show. Do you reckon this is the end of Tasmania? Do you reckon this is the beginning of the actual end of Tasmania? Well, okay. Now, once again, I don't know a lot about the Devonport Agricultural Society. In fact, if that is their name. You sound confident. I think it might be the Devonport Agricultural and Pastoral Society. But it's one of those. Most of the the showgrounds within Australia are run by an ag society. So in Melbourne, it's the Royal Agricultural Society of Victoria runs the Melbourne showgrounds. And they have done for 150 years and blah, 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 blah. But I'm not sure that Devonport's got at the showgrounds, and that's what it's called, much else going for it other than once a year they put on a show. (laughs) And now they're cancelling it. (laughs) I mean, kind of, you had one job. Yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> it's like it it really is like that website you you had just one job which was named after the guy who uh I think it was Jurassic Park and in the credits his job title was uh dinosaur handler. <laughs> <laughs> well, you had one fucking job. <laughs> Didn't do it too well, did you? And so there's a there's a there's a website as there is on everything. Uh, a website dedicated to people who had just one job and stuffed it up. Well, there's a nice little link there because, I mean, Jurassic Park is, of course, a Jeff Goldblum movie. Yes. Who was amazing. Loved yes, Jeff yes, Goldblum. Yes. Um, Devonport Show, if you do a comparison between the two of those two, <laughs> yeah. right? Okay. Devonport yes. Show's dead. Jeff yes. Goldblum, he's not even aging. He's never going to die. <laughs> he's never he might die. actually, he might be Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen him? You go back to like um, Invasion of the Body Snatchers in 68 or something, and you look at these movies now, dude's a fucking same. Doesn't he sell hot dogs in Sydney? Or hamburgers in Sydney? I don't know. I'll Google it. I've got to Google Sorry, I've got to Bing it. Yeah, no, no, we don't use Google in this podcast. We we love Bing. Bing mad. Um, Yeah, love Bing. But back on Devonport, so the whole city of Devonport, because it still is classified as a city. Um, and you can't the greater... take that status away. No, once you've got it, you've got it for life. And I reckon there's probably, what, 18,000 people, 20,000 people max that's in Devonport. Can I say that it's, it's very similar to, um, you just fuck one goat. <laughs> <laughs> you know, does that forever. Yeah. City exactly. status. Same city thing. State. <laughs> or goat fucker. <laughs> the goat fucking city. <laughs> GFC. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine that, putting that on the side? Everyone gets off the spirit of Tasmania. Welcome to Devonport, the goat fucking capital of the world. <laughs> uh, um, good of tourism. You still get the day off. Well, I don't get the day off. I well, live in Burnie. Okay, but the, people, <laughs> <laughs> but the people in Devonport still get the day off. Well, I suppose it's already for the show. It's, it's already it's on not the on. calendar. It's not the calendar's fault. But the show's in the up. calendar and they're not doing that. They still get the day off. Now, here's the thing. It's not just the good people of Devonport who are missing out on seeing livestock, which is probably one of the prime reasons for it. 
What about the carnies? I mean, sorry, showmen. Mm-hmm. That's what the Australian showmen uh, are called. We don't call them carnies. Not carny folk, not carny trash. They are showmen and show women. They come from a long line of showmen and show women. Are you getting a hint that I may have had to deal with them in the past? You may have. I guess one of them isn't show people. No, because it's a, it's 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 a very sexist industry. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's no surprises there here, really. And like, if people make jokes about Tasmania being incestuous. You should see some of the families that are in, involved in the Showman's Guild. They still have a guild, and most shows are guild shows. Uh, most of the royal shows are not guild shows, but all of your country shows are run by the Showman's Guild, which means they're the ones who determine the rules and the regulations and who can be there and what road ride goes where and how much you can pay for it and all that kind of stuff. And it's pretty much similar to Game of Thrones, <laughs> not a leak I was expecting. <laughs> no, but really, it's like because I, I, I did. You work. know nothing, John Showman. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Whose clowns are those? <laughs> Hold door. It's a new game on Sideshow Alley. Hold the door. <laughs> oh. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> the G whiz is coming. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh. Oh. Anyway, so I got to go and work for uh, the Royal Agricultural Society of New South Wales for Easter show three years ago. Um, and my job was to bump in or, or place the show showman and show women, the carny operator, carnival operators. So up there, they've got two carnivals. They've got uh, kids' carnival area, which is all the kiddies' rides and, and all that great. kind of stuff. And then 980 metres away, there is the more grown-up teenage carnival ride. Does that do people like your OCD in? It's only 980 metres. Like, couldn't they have shifted it 20 more metres? Well, it depends on whether or not you take it from the middle to the middle. You can make it You can make it 100 metres. Like, okay, let's... It, you can make it a K if you want, but when you're walking it... Well, was just stop there. Stop fucking with my head, and let's just say it's a kilometre then. <laughs> okay. So, hence the, re- hence the reason why I was up there, I bought oh, a Jesus. bike. I, I, I bought a very cheap bike, which I called my sweet ride, because yeah. I had... <laughs> I had about two and a half Ks to go from my hotel, which was the budget Ibis. So most people, (laughs) that's right. Most people understand that there's an Ibis. This is the budget Ibis. It's like comparing a tent to a bit of (laughs) material hanging from a tree. It's a bit of cardboard that you sleep under. So the budget Ibis has no bar fridge, no fridge at all. So you can't even, and I was up there for 10 days. So it's not like I could just prepare my own meals or anything like that. On the wall at the end of the bed, there was a gap between the end of the bed and the wall of maybe, oh, it'd be less than a meter. Whatever the minimum requirement for a wheelchair is, take 10 centimeters off that. <laughs> just, um, and about the same. 
<laughs> I gotta say, wheelchair Wally's not staying with you. Wheelchair, He's out of there. Wheelchair Wally's no, not staying no, with you. No, fuck off, Nana. <laughs> you're in the hallway. Unless you know you're not, because it's not wide enough for your fucking wheelchair. Exactly. <laughs> and on the wall was about the same size as an iPad. That was the TV. Wow. And there was no separate. There was a separate room for the toilet, but the toilet door just missed the front of the toilet as you opened it. So you had to go in, go to the side of the toilet, close the door, and then you could sit down. You couldn't do it at the same time. Um, There was no shower door. It was just a shower curtain, and right next to that was the bed. Like, it was just the most. And I think they must have made the walls out of paper mache because you did hear quite a lot. It's one of those places where you'd... um where you take your, uh, your your transsexual prostitute that you found on the side of the street, basically. Because yeah, you people know about it, but you didn't want to spend a lot of money. And, well, and this is even one with makeup. This, this is not the good-looking trans... This is someone that makes an effort. You've, yeah, got, the, the, <laughs> you've got the rough end of the stick. Let's put it this way. I'm not surprised if they're renting rooms by the hour. Like, mm. that would not surprise me. Anyway, so that was about two and a half k's away. So I bought a bike, and because I had to make the trip between one carnival and the other carnival probably about 10 times in a day. And look at the size of me. I'm not doing 10 k's plus a day. That's just not going to happen. Um, so Think I, my job, cardio. yeah. So my job was to negotiate, similar to the Armistice Treaty, um, the position of the carnival operators. Now, most of these carnival operators had been doing the Sydney show for a decade or more, and I reckon in the grown-up, like the the teenager adult carnival. I reckon out of everything that's there, it was probably five families that are represented. And everyone's like, I know this, and I've been around here, and my brother's this, and my brother owns that. And my... and they, you know those games of chance that you play? They call them joints. <laughs> <laughs> my sister's got a joint. She's got that joint, and he's got that joint. And Stabby over there, he's got that right. And anyway, so... They all know exactly where they're supposed to go. They've all been given their allocation, but everyone wants to be half a centimetre in front of the other one because they believe that, if for whatever reason, it doesn't matter that your ride's 15 metres high, that extra three centimetres out the front's going to make a difference whether or not someone's going to jump on your fucking ride. So they're all your best mate when you're talking to them and are telling you that all the others are a pack of bastards when the others aren't around. But when the others are around and you're not there, they're at you like a pack of wolverines. They will just go you. And uh, so that was an interesting time that I had to deal with the uh, the showman. And from that, I I, I honestly thought about I, there was a movie in it. There's got to be a movie that kind of starts as old time boxer, sort of the 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 black and white showman boxing tents of Australia, and then. Oh, my name's De- a bit Joe Dirt, basically. If Joe you can, Dirt. If you can imagine okay. Joe Dirt as an Australian growing up, and it's just this whole story about, I wanted to call him Cha-Cha, because every family, oh, I started off on the Cha-Chas, <laughs> like, which is just like what, a G. What is it? The, right. the Cha-Cha is like the G-Wiz. That's a bottom pecking order. Yeah, like that's one of the first, if you get a ride, that's probably one of your first rides that you're going to get. Um. And everyone's owned a Cha-Cha at one point in time. So, and his nickname was going to be Cha-Cha. And 
his mum was going to be pregnant and it was shot in the seventies and his mum's there on the, on the show and some blokes steal some toys from her joint and she gets knocked over and she goes into labor. And when she goes into labor, they don't know what to do. So they sit her in the front of this charger and that's where this guy, Daryl, because he's named after his dad, Daryl, who's named after his dad, Daryl. <laughs> what a coincidence. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like I said, it's Game of Thrones. Everyone's named after their dad or their granddad and whatever. And he's born in there, and that's his nickname, Cha-Cha. And he's just the loser. He's like the red-headed stepchild. He's just an absolute loser. And I honestly believe there's there's got to be a movie in it. Well, there probably is now because someone's going to hear this and make the fucking movie. <laughs> well, yeah, well, hopefully someone with a bit more talent. <laughs> Here's which, the thing, though. I which mean, we're talking which about wouldn't, take, wouldn't, wouldn't take much. No, we're talking about Game of Thrones type. I mean, you're saying these are rough characters and they're a bit at each other like wolves. Yep. Is there anything good? Like, like what's a good story? Like a stabbing or a, maybe oh, a, bit of, a bit of asphyxiation or well, not a, something good. Well, not a stabbing, but okay. Give me something good. I'll give, you some, I'll give you something fucking good. Yeah. Right. Showman meaty stuff. <laughs> so showman meaty stuff. So when in a showman submits their ride to an agricultural society for approval, they have to submit photos, what the ride is, how long it's going to take the, the patron to go on it, and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, so there was a showman who had a ride that was accepted in Melbourne. Now, this ride had been going for quite a few years, and it belonged to Family A, right? Family A had this ride, and it was all good. Then another bloke, Family B, went, fuck that's a pretty good ride and you're the only one who's got one. So I'm going to spend $50,000 because these rides are running into the millions. Like some of the mm. rides that they get for the show is running the millions. I reckon this one, it wasn't, there wasn't a lot of articulating parts. So we probably was not that expensive. So he built, he got one made and it looked awesome. Like it looked really, really good. And so he got on. And he bumped the other guy off because the, the the agricultural society only wanted one. So that's fine. He got on. Everyone was pissed because he went and bought a ride exactly like the other blokes. Well, whatever. It's a business. They're, they're trying to make money. So at the end of every show, they do uh, the Showman's Awards, which is a dinner for all the showies. Um, and the, the members of the agricultural society attend and they do best show bag and best food vendor and best thrill ride and all that kind of I, stuff. I can't imagine these showmen and showwomen turning up in suits and dresses. Just oh, me? Covered shoes. Covered shoes. Covered shoes. <laughs> <laughs> no, no Chinese safety boots. They wear the proper sneakers. <sighs> but they've all got their polos on with their brand on. Um, <laughs> and, and a lot of the showman wives look like painted strumpets. Nice. It, it's like that gun that Homer had that was a makeup gun, just set to haul. Yes, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Set to haul, wow. Yeah. So anyway, and these <laughs> so there's 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 the public the general public vote for these things, they're given surveys or whatever, and then the agricultural society will do this. Anyway, so bloke A still came to that show because from family A, eh? because he had other rides and his mum had this ride and his brother had that ride and they probably had another five other rides and whatever and everyone's got a fucking dodgems and, and don't forget the charger. Anyway, bloke number B, he also came from quite a large family. Bloke B was in his late 60s, 
bloke A was probably in his uh, early 40s, if that, early 40s, if that, slowly drinking, slowly drinking, slowly drinking, and at the end of the night, it was, it's about as exciting as the Brownlow, and so you can only imagine how much booze is consumed. So bloke A decides at the end of the night, well, fuck, this bastard stole my gig, picks up a metal chair and hits this bloke over the back of the head. WWF style. Busts him wide open and there is a melee. It is on family on family. It is Game of Thrones style. It was brutal. Absolutely brutal. But everyone knew Guy B was also diagnosed with cancer. And no one cared. He just hit him over the back of the head with his hard metal chair to the point where he got a one-year ban from a certain showgrounds. A life-threatening disease does yes. not stop deceitfulness. <laughs> you know what? That's exactly right. How dare you go out there and be a competitor? Like it yep, was. Now, there's obviously, you know, there's a bit of, as, as, as Tay-Tay would say, there's maybe a bit of bad blood. I thought you were going to say, um, look what you made me do. <laughs> shake it off. Shake it off. Anyway, so, Tata, yeah, no, there's bad blood between the families at the best of times. It really is like Game of Thrones. Like, they will tolerate each other's existence, but to be honest, they will, they just don't like each other. <laughs> Sounds pleasant. Sounds like a great... Where do these people actually live? Oh, it depends. Because so shows aren't on all the time. So, I mean, what, have they actually got homes somewhere? Do they stay in caravans? Do they, do they stay in uh, Bugs and Ibis? <laughs> no, oh, no, no, no. Showies, whilst they, will, whilst they will plead to you that they are losing money hand over fist and can't put food on their table, um, I know of one showman's family who go down to Torquay where their holiday house is uh, during the summer months, and they set up a few amusement rides down there. A lot of them do reasonably well for themselves. Like, they're investing, I think, you know, some rides are a few million dollars, which get imported a either lot from... Of money. Oh, yeah, they get imported from the US, and they get imported from Europe. And they probably will have to spend, just on maintenance and safety checks, a couple of hundred thousand dollars a year just to get so it, the, are just these to keep rides... it running. That are second hand from these countries, or are they new no, and built? Brand new, brand okay. new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they'll fly to Europe, or they'll fly to the US and get them done. And then there's a couple of engineers in Australia who are certified to be able to sign off these rides. So the the amusement operator or the showman will fly that person to Europe, so he can see it built at the factory, and then understand what he has to certify here in Australia. Because there's a, there's a really stringent process in regards to certifying rides and stuff like that. Oh, there'd have to there'd have to be a little bit of bribery going on there. There'd have to be some. I'm not to say they'd be taking it. I would never ever assume no, that. No, no, no. Because but these the, people are a little <clears throat> bit crafty. There must be a little bit under the carpet sort of stuff going on. I I don't. I look. I think they look after them quite well. But the person who signs off the rides, especially for the royal shows, is actually. They're the ones who, if something goes wrong, are legally responsible. If the ride is operated in in the way it should be, so if yeah. the amusement operator does everything the, the 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 manual says, 
and a part falls apart and breaks, the coroner will be looking at the person who signed it off. Yeah. No one um, wants a dream world incident on their shoulders. Well, exactly, and and that's and and that's the sort of thing that shit. And you know, the reason why dream world happened is probably a multitude of things. And it's about maintenance. It's about regular um inspections and stuff like that but if you go to a ride at any of the royal shows they've all been scrutinized really really big if you Mm. go to a country one i wouldn't put my kids on them (laughs) (laughs) which brings us back to the devonport show oh and you still they still get the bloody day off it's already so, written on the calendar, man. You can't do anything about it. It's written in stone. It's on a, so it's on a tablet written by the, the state government. So was the show. <laughs> like, you can't have yeah. the day off if you don't have the show because you know, it ceases to be Devonport Show Day. You know, it's, it's just Friday. <laughs> that now is thrown an entire saying into disrepute. The what? show must go on. Because <laughs> actually, we took a vote and went, no, no, it, it doesn't. doesn't. No, we, we don't know who came up with that. We actually disagree. No. And the thing is, I mean, there's, and I, and I read, uh, I further in, investigated um, the article and read uh, one of the showmen talking about, oh, you know, we, we, this is one of the major events in the calendar and it's one of the last for the year and blah, blah, blah. And we just, oh, we really rely on this money and no one's going to be here and blah. Well, there's no reason why they can't just set their rides up in a park. <laughs> Because that's what happened one year in Sydney. Um, some of the showmen, I think some of the showmen felt that it was too expensive to get on because the, the agricultural societies do charge quite a lot of money for them to be there. So they just set some rides up in a park nearby and didn't charge anyone to get in. Really? Yeah. So people just came and paid their money for the ride and paid their money for the for their joints, for the, you know, the clowns game and the bag toss and all that kind of stuff. Won a few prizes. The showman made some money, had to pay very little rent and... People just didn't go to the show. So needless to say, I think that was rectified with the RAS NSW a year later. Because that was the big threat that all the showmen would go next year. Mm. It's a conspiracy. It is. So that was my Devonport show. There you go. So I'm going to, I mean, I I don't know how to follow that up, but I'm going to follow it up with something that's actually, um, it's relevant. Mm. It's It's very now. And it's something that um, most people experience, and there is a general hatred for it, I believe, is it across the land. <laughs> no, it's not gingers. I have respect for gingers, man. Um, I drank one, so you know, it's fine. You had one in your mouth. Yeah. Um, this is one of those things that um, it separates families. It destroys relationships. Oh, hello. Topical. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's actually possibly uh, been the forefront of some political careers being either diminished oh. or or has caused them to begin and go to great heights. Oh, I'm, if you could smell it, you would smell my baited breath. <laughs> so people who put the fucking toilet roll on the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, this shit has got to stop, man. Now, I it's know. It's designed with the pattern I, on the outside so it rolls towards you and you pull it off. And you tear it nicely and it looks pretty. Now, if you do it from the other way around, you pull it from the bottom, you don't even know where the tear point is. The pattern's all fucked up <laughs> and it ruins not only the aesthetics of the toilet, but your own mental stability for the rest of the fucking day. And anyone who does that, fucking send them to King Island and Kangaroo fucking Island. I don't give a shit. Send them to all the marsupial islands. 
destroys where they, have to use, where they have to use reeds and gum leaves to fucking wipe their ass. Do you want me to explain to you? <laughs> I... <laughs> you may laugh, my friend. I do. This is a very because I can explain to you why the undersiders, as I call them, not the correct, which is over the top, which is the way... Undes- the pa- undesiders, is that what you said? Well, that's what I'm calling them. The it undersiders. Nice. Well, you know, because the paper comes from the underside. Yeah, I know. It sounds derogative. I like ah, it. Exactly, because the filthy undersiders. Oh, so you're on my side on this one. Of course, bloody hell. Oh, thank you. They're, and I'll tell you uh, why. One And I... Oh, okay. So before I explain fully, one of my wife's Facebook friends posed this on Facebook. Now, for, for my mind, posing a question like this is just clickbait because there is only one answer, which is yeah. the toilet paper goes over the top. Apparently, she was of the other thing. She was of the other way. And if, and I'm like, so I looked up the patent for toilet paper. And did you, sorry, <laughs> did you actually research that possibly on Bing? I, I think I may have binged it. Nice. <laughs> um, and the patent shows it being correct, which is the toilet paper goes over the top, which allows when you stay in a fancy hotel, they can they can make that little fold with the little corners. Fold, exactly. So it's a little arrow, so you know that's where it is. And it means that it's easy to find it. Just when you roll it over, it just comes and it's there. Now, I'll explain to you why people are undersiders. And I, the reason why I know this is because I live with one. <laughs> Is, is your lovely wife an undersider? My wife is a filthy undersider. <laughs> She's um, seriously, when I said before that it, it, it breaks relationships, I actually meant it, man. This is a serious issue. She's a dirty, filthy undersider. And the reason being is because she says it gives you more space. Oh, fuck <laughs> off. Because when the toilet paper apparently, and this is not, I'm not arguing for this because she is wrong, wrong, wrong. But when the toilet paper goes over the top, the space between where the toilet paper hangs and the wall is a good, what, four centimetres, five centimetres, or the width of whatever's left on the roll. <laughs> but when it hangs down, the the paper's always touching the wall, so there's no... I don't understand either. So I'm she, hanging my head in shame, but I, I, just, I just got to say, I, I love your lovely wife, Amy, but she's, she's fucking great. mental. Oh, she's bunto, bunto <laughs> crazy. So I, so I passively, aggressively... Every time I go in there after she's changed the role and turn it around. <laughs> I do but, it at work all the time. But she doesn't turn it around, though. So she's not that concerned with it being the right way. But when she puts the new role on, she'll make it go the underside way, the dirty, filthy underside way. Does she do it on purpose or does she just not care and throw it on in whichever way it comes up, like the toss no, of a No, no, no. She's That's... deliberate. She is really? Deli- she's a deliberately dirty, filthy undersider. I think there's a... Both of you, I think you have a chance to go to therapy. Why? I'm, actually, r- I'm right. Um, she's wrong. She just needs to learn. <laughs> I, but I just got a feeling, man, this is going to become an issue in the later years. Well, no, because I'm right and she's wrong and she just had to change. Here's the, here's the problem I get a little bit. You know how you have the um, the paper rolls in the kitchen? Like the, what are they? They're, they're about a foot wide. I'm not sure what are Oh, they? yeah, paper towel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a paper towel roll. So it's basically toilet paper in a large scale, which you use to just clean up stuff, wipe your hands, whatever else. Yeah. That normally sits vertically because normally you're – not always, but you'll sit them on a little bit of a rack where you just kind of pull it off. Yeah, yeah, That's, yeah. Uh, like, like, more H-rated than what it was meant to. Like, like at the, like at the fan, f- fancy restaurants I go to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but here's the thing. 
<laughs> Should have come from the right or the left. Depends on whether or not you're left or right-handed. Oh. That well, was a, actually a really clever, quick answer. I like that one. I know, I'm, I'm a thinking man's thinker. <laughs> like, yeah. like if, if you were left-handed, you would have it go to left. And if you were right-handed, you'd have it go to the right. Yeah, you would. And that would just be personal so, preference. So does that mean, then, that people who do the toilet roll backwards are underhanded? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they wipe from the front. No. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe would... that's what it is. Who would do something as ridiculous as that? And maybe they just part their legs, put their hands through and wipe up. <laughs> mm. yeah, that's that's my thing. I just um it's one of those topics I just felt I had to talk about. Dirty, filthy, rotten, undersiders. Undersi I didn't know there was a word for it. I actually well, quite like that. I just made it up. But maybe we yeah. could maybe we could bing it. We could and bing see it. See what they're called. Um, um, the other thing that came, I came across this week yes. um, that, that really stood out and uh, and uh, maybe say our, our little nice little saying, uh, you fucking what now? <laughs> <laughs> you fucking what now, yes. Is people who share memes with typos in them. <laughs> Seriously, man. <laughs> I don't care how funny it is. Yep. If yours spelt without an apostrophe, R-E, and it's just one word, Y-O-U-R. Yes. I can't share that shit. I can't do it. It makes me feel like a lesser intelligent man. It's it's an impossibility. I can't. It doesn't matter how funny it is. I cannot move that on to other people's funniness. I don't care because <laughs> I can't spell. <laughs> but you can't. Surely you can. It's going to bug you. It doesn't. I don't care enough about you're a, it. You're a smart, intelligent man. Really? That doesn't bug you? Who can't spell? <sighs> that's why I, that's why I'm so happy that we've now moved to emojis and text talk because spelling really has just dropped off and no one really cares as long as it phonetically looks right I or do, as long as people get the general idea I'm okay with it you <laughs> do care there's, there's so many of us that I care don't. but the thing is when you read it your brain auto corrects so does it really matter not once you see it it's like someone glassing you in the face every time. <laughs> it just isn't that. You see, if this actual podcasting thing was actually something of great uh, listenership, I'd be saying right now, okay, jump on our Facebook page, email yes. us or whatever. We're going to do a poll and we're going to work out, does it matter if there's typos in memes? Or, well, we should, memes, we should... or, or memes as some memes. people call them. <laughs> We should do. We'll, we'll do that. We'll set up. A, I'll set up. A, I'll get a Facebook page set up. Let's uh, do that. Yeah, yeah, South Road Boys. Look yeah, us up on Facebook. Yeah. Hopefully, there's not one there already. <laughs> but but we'll, it'll. We'll, I'll mention it on the next one, and we'll, I'll I'll get a I'll get a Facebook up. That's good. We'll, it'll we'll call be it South Road Boys. Yeah, definitely. Why not? <laughs> now, Don't put a typo in it. Make sure it's spelled correctly. B O Y Z. No, it's not. We're not boys in the hood, motherfucker. <laughs> There's and no cake swing by the moon. Did they did they did cover of that, didn't they? They did. Remember, there was a country version, and we used to love oh, the hell out. Oh, the That's... country version was good. I it cried and got tears. A, I got a cry and had a chubby at the same time. <laughs> oh. oh, we remember when you? I think you found it. I think Somehow, you... and it wasn't boys to men. It was another group. Uh, it was of that ilk, though. It was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. You're looking it up, aren't you? 
Yeah, I'm just going to jump on Bing right now. Let me just it. check that out. Um, yeah, so that country music version, or which most people might call the original, um, <laughs> absolutely loved it. Well, while you're binging, I have Bing news for you. Oh, you got some more Bing news. Bing news time. Bing. Nice. Now, All for one. Sorry, just say all that. for one. All for that's, one. That's it. Um, those guys. <laughs> maybe they had too much musketeering about them. All for one and one for all. And they actually went, no, it's all for me. And I want more. Yeah. All for one. What a stupid name. No, you know, they've sold 22 million records worldwide. And you know what? I still can't, other than I swear, tell you what their one hit was. That's true. I'll tell you what. They're still going. Yep. And they actually brought out an album in 2015 called 20 Plus. There you go. Right. But what was their, what was their number one with a bullet? Do yourself a favor. Go out, listen to it, or as the kids would say, download it now. <laughs> uh, their their first big single. Yes. Uh, yeah, I swear was the one. Which is somebody else's song. Yeah, pretty much. There was one called Sandwich in Love released a little bit before that, but phew, never heard of that one. I can't. I hum a few bars and I'll fake it, but I don't. I tell you what, Sandwich in Love first single off the album, and it was called, um, the album was actually called All for One, self-titled. <laughs> Whoa. Um, really futuristic there. I swear, of course, at Breathless, single number three. Right, yes. And uh, and she's got skills. She's uh, got skills. Yeah. She's got boaster skills. Yeah. She's but, got uh, numbstucker skills. Here's the funny, though. She's got, right, is in brackets, and skills is spelled with a Z on the end. <laughs> of course And it these is. are four of the most non-gangster black dudes you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> are they as gangster as we are? <laughs> but, actually, to be honest, they must well be white. <laughs> Uh, anyway, anyway, give me some Bing news. Bing news. Now, I've had the joy to discover two factoids about Bing. Um, so this is going to be interesting because last week yeah, when yes. we chatted, uh, you had the joy to discover the fact that you got rewards for Bing. Bing rewards where yeah. the more you Bing, the more you earn. Yeah, that was exciting. So if you can top that, <laughs> I'm just on the edge of my seat. Bing blog. <laughs> That's right. There's a blog. blog that will tell you what's new with Bing. <laughs> it's oh, it's a, a blog about Bing. It's, it's a forum. Bing it. There's actually a whole forum on people telling you what's going on with Bing. Now, so it's I, not you setting up a blog of your own. No, it's a blog it is a about Bing. Bing. Correct. And I, I look, in all honesty, I do believe that it's run by the people at Microsoft. In all honesty, I, I do believe we might have to join. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it might be Daryl, the work experience kid, or the intern, as they call them in uh, in Americas. Uh, but yeah, that's it's a blog about everything new with Bing. I think um, maybe we should actually have a new little segment called uh, Baby Got Back. Baby, right? yes. But, but back is the Bing appreciation clan. <laughs> <laughs> Baby Got Bing Appreciation Clan. Right. Baby got back. Baby got back. You know, in retrospect, now that I've thought about it, yep. let's not actually do that. That <laughs> sounds really silly. <laughs> and and short-lived. <laughs> uh, it just shows that my love for Bing takes me to funny places, and love does that. Well, I, I, love... I decided to put Bing to the test today and compare it to its arch nemesis, Google. Now, Google. Um, is that new? It's a, it's a tech startup. You might not have heard of it, 
They okay. can't. They can't even afford a decent web page. It's basically a white page with the word Google. Like, really? That's it. Nothing else. Is that, oh, that's the one where they can't even decide on what font they want to use. They keep changing all the time. Yeah, exactly. But now you go to yep. you go to Bing and you've got landscapes. I think today was this owl that looked camouflaged in a in a wood setting. It was amazing. Yeah. They think is they think is it Bing? Bing thinking. Bing thinking. <laughs> think Bing. Bing. Think Bing. Bing thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Trademark drawing joke. Um, yeah. <laughs> Bing maps. Do you think they are better? Bing Maps. As good or nowhere near as good as Google Maps? Well, it's really difficult because I haven't seen them, but I'm going to assume if I went onto the Bing blog, yes. I reckon there's a very good chance that they would give me a damn good reason why they're better than that little Google site. Probably. I chose just to try and do a bit of a test instead. So I looked up my place because that's where I live. And I found the uh, the street view, which is just the streets, yeah, to be exactly the same as Google. Like it looks really pretty much identical. They've used different line weightings, maybe different font for the street names, but it's pretty much there. So what you're telling me is that Google have ripped off Bing, probably, probably bastards, bastards, a Silicon Valley pricks. I can't. I'm not going to say the c word. That's not appropriate. <laughs> Um, we don't know where Bing are located either, so they might be Silicon Valley as well. Anyway. It'd be um, a good thing. It'd be like the nice part, not, yeah, the, not the ghetto it's, where, it's where Google hangs out. <laughs> Silicon this valley, biatch. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, then I went to Satellite View. Mm-hmm. Now, I really can't say that it is far superior to Google Satellite View. I can't really even say it holds much of a candle to Google Satellite View. So then I decided to hit this 3D view of well, my house. Well, that sounds exciting. Oh, doesn't it ever. So Google's got the whimsical 3D view, and realistically all they've done is take satellite photos and just, you know, mash something together. Funny enough, it appears that they've copied that from Bing as well. <laughs> Fucking Google. Unfortunately, though, um, Bing satellite 3D image of my house has to be greater than five years old. (laughs) And I I think it's a conspiracy. I think it's a conspiracy that Bing has not been given appropriate access to the satellites above my joint so they can do their mapping. And I don't know why on earth Google have wasted all this money on doing Street View when Bing have gone, it's not important. We're just not doing it. Bing and no better. I mean, they, they basically need to get Tom Cruise to do a flyby in the satellite. Yeah, why not? Same, same top gun it up. That'll do it. And here's the other thing that annoys me, right? We were yep. talking before about the fact that I cannot handle memes with typos. <laughs> yes. You don't, you don't fucking share. It's like sharing a virus with your friends. <laughs> you know, you're not going to get a cold so I'm going to kiss all your friends on the lips and on the <laughs> cock and everything and say, oh, I love you. <laughs> you're not going to do that shit. So, um, Google. Yes. It's actually Goggle with a fucking typo weapon. It's not even a real <laughs> fucking. Uh, look, they even started as a mistake. Whereas you look at a solid name like Bing. Chandler. Bing. It's a strong name. It just, it's a strong it's, name. And you know what? It's positively affirming every time you say it. Bing. Bing. Yep. I like, like it. That's correct. Bing. Not goggle. 
which is effectively Google. Google. Yeah, basically. Bing. Yeah. Google. And that. Man, I, I know what I prefer, and I'm a Bing man all the way. Well, I prefer anyone who ever listens to this who's offering some sort of sponsorship. That's the one I prefer. <laughs> <laughs> but unless but, it's Yahoo, oh, I could be. Swayed. I'm not gonna, I don't know if I sell myself a Yahoo. I could be swayed. <laughs> it was interesting though. Though I went to the uh, the Bing website and. Obviously, there's an affiliation with 9MSN, as we discussed last week, 9MSN Search or whatever. So you go to 9MSN, and that's got the news update and things like that. Then you go to Bing and go Bing News, and it's just a redesigned 9MSN page. You realize that 9MSN are actually taking the information from Bing, obviously, because Bing are the leaders. Yeah, they're they're both owned by the same people. Yeah, but Bing's alert. I mean, it's like before when we mentioned that Tab is owned by Coke. Yes. Right. But but then oh, Coke is yeah, still the leader. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So so Bing is still the leader in the group. Um you know, every gang's gotta have someone that takes charge. Bing's do, that person. Do you think the reason why, say, Coke had Tab and Bing had MSN is because it's it's the fat friend mentality? So you like you appear a bit hotter and a bit cooler if you've got a fat, ugly friend next to you. <laughs> yeah, this this kind of makes me think back something in you and I. Yes, when we were younger, and yeah. even still, especially when we were younger. Um, like I would have been the fatter friend. Oh, by far, I but, reckon at one but point in time. Were, then you were the ginger. Yeah. So we kind of, with we glasses, kind of each other out with glasses. I look that, like. I looked like the ginger anorexic meth addict because I was so skinny, and and you were the slightly shaved gorilla. So I can't understand why we didn't have women just throwing themselves at us all the time. Because we were we were two, we were a ginger and an overweight guy playing video games at a corner shop. Like, nothing what's says, not to like? You know what, JT. Bringing sexy back. <laughs> There's an acronym. Joe and Troy, bringing sexy back. That's us. Yes. Not Justin Timberlake. Did I ever tell you a story about uh, my wife's friend, Margot, who for many, many years thought the lyrics to Justin Timberlake's song, I'm bringing sexy back, was, I've got a sexy back. <laughs> Are you serious? I shit you not. I still tell that story whenever I can, and she just <laughs> and she she decided that he she wasn't going to listen. to She liked his music, she liked his oh. dance, but he was so up himself by saying "I've got a sexy back" that she wasn't going to listen to him anymore. And she mentioned this one time, and I'm going, I said because it's me, not JT, that's bringing sexy back, and she's going, "Hang on, what do you mean bringing sexy back?" I said the song, you know, I'm I'm bringing sexy back. She goes, no, I've got a sexy back. And I've gone, oh, no. Oh, no, it's so not. But thank you for telling me that's what you thought it was. JT probably does, though. I oh, probably does. I mean, he's, yeah. he dances a lot. He works out. He's an actor. He's a singer. He's a dancer. He's got Jessica. I, I think it's pronounced Bale. I've never really known. But, you know, it's a pretty decent little twosome. He must have something going on. What other than the surely, money, the talent? Surely the good a sexy looks. back could be doing that. <laughs> so the, the money, the talent, 
and the sense of humour, because, you know, he's done things like dick in a box. True, but this all came after people realised he had a sexy back. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> that was, was the whole thing. Yep. He was accidentally changing one day, and I went, oh, my giddy aunt, that is a sexy back. When he was in uh, Disney? Yeah. Someone's gone, he's kind of huge, he's got a bit of talent. But then when he joined, and I can't remember the boy band. Oh, memories left. Backstreet Boys, no. NSYNC. Was, was yeah. When he's in that, and he had like the, the full-on kind of panda afro hair. Yeah. People are going, oh, I do not know about the hair, but someone's suddenly gone. Look at oh, that back. Back's okay. Back's okay. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that back. i tell you what. That's a little bit like um, South Road Boys. Exactly. Back. <laughs> okay. Look, and you know what? I have a wife who's not in this room who will definitely vouch for that. <laughs> <laughs> Strangely enough, I have a lovely, lovely girlfriend who um who thinks things are going on too with the, with this thing right here that's talking. So exactly, um, and neither exactly. of them are here to say anything other than exactly. Yes, my husband. Oh, you're so sexy. If a tree falls in the forest, does it actually make a sound? <laughs> oh, wow. A deep thought. A very deep. On that. I'm Joe. And I'm Troy. And we are the South Road Boys. We certainly are.